Welcome to our Through the Bible study here on Bible In-Depth Network with Alex. In our study, we look at the context of Scripture and how it applies to our daily lives. We also believe that there's no limitation to the revelation of the Word God. Let's study together today. Mr. Presbyter God, I hope the safety of the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has met. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our time of the study of the Word of God. And uh, here we study the Bible. We aim to study from the book of Genesis to uh, Revelation. And uh, by the grace of God, we have been able to study the entire Old Testament, which we completed. If you haven't been able to listen to the podcast we did you can find them on all our podcast platforms. And uh, right now we are handling the book of Matthew. And uh, we've gone 13 chapters. We are on chapter 14, where I want to continue today. And you can join me along as we learn and as we study together. Matthew chapter 14, verse 13. Now when Jesus heard about John, we're talking about John the Baptist, we closed off when we are learning about his death, that he was beheaded. And after that, the disciples of John go and tell Jesus, they report to him about what has happened to their master, about what has happened to John the Baptist. So when Jesus heard about what happened to John, the Bible tells us he withdrew from there in a boat uh, to a secluded place by himself. We are not given reasons why he withdraws Probably it's because of how he's feeling about the entire thing, uh, what has happened, and uh, just doesn't want to be there. All you could think, since he's been already equaled to John the Baptist then, there might be a case for his arrest as well. Because, you know, when, when trouble is breeding in a place, sometimes it can get on a high, and lots more things can happen than were anticipated. So Jesus leaves that place and he goes to a secluded place by himself. And when the people heard of this, because where Jesus goes is where people know. The moment is somewhere, then people will have to follow. And this is what happens because he will think that he has gone to a secluded place, but then they followed him on foot from the cities. It did not matter how far Jesus has gone, they were going to follow him. They would travel as long as they could to follow Jesus. They would do everything that it takes to be where Jesus is. It did not matter whether they had to travel on foot, whether the distance was so much, however many miles they will have to travel, as long as they are with Jesus. And sometimes we have excuses Ah, the church is too far. I can't go there. Ah, they, it, it will take a long time for the service to be done. But when you want to meet Jesus, when you want to meet Jesus, when you want to be in his presence, it does not matter. You do everything in your power to be with him. And that's the call we have as believers today, that do everything in your power to be with Jesus. Do everything in your power to meet with Jesus. Do everything in your power to have that close proximity with him. Because let me tell you, when you're with Jesus, 
you are safe. When you are with Jesus, you do not have to fear. It doesn't matter how long you are going to travel. Even if it's ministry and it's too far. There's a mission that has to be done and it's too far. These guys walked on foot to be with Jesus. You go as far as it is and preach the gospel. Because with Jesus, however far he went, people followed him. However far it is that people need Jesus, we've got to go there and preach. We've got to go there and spread the gospel. We've got to go there and win souls for him. And these people had made a decision in their hearts. Wherever Jesus is, we shall follow. Wherever Jesus goes, we shall go. It does not matter how much inconveniencing it might be, but I have got to follow Jesus. It does not matter how stressful it might seem in the physical sense that after the travel I've made, I will need somebody to press my legs. They will be swollen for the long distance. I will have to follow Jesus. There are some things, radical things that we are going to do in the name of following Jesus. There are some things that are going to be stressful to your body, but you do them in the name of following Jesus. There are some things that are going to seem like the entire world takes you as an, a person who does not understand well, but you've done them because of following Jesus. I can imagine some who used to ask, how do you travel all that distance just to be with that man? How do you go all that way just to be with that man? Are you fine? You've left your work just to be with that man. But let me tell you, there's a moment that comes and you just need Jesus. And that moment might be today for the person who is listening to me today. It might be today that you need him. And there are some things you're going to leave behind. You're going to leave friends behind and follow Jesus. You're going to leave some work behind and follow Jesus. You're going to leave some, some things that you thought were so important to you. And follow Jesus. Because with Jesus, where he goes is where we should be. He, so he went ashore. And he saw a large crowd and felt compassion for them. And what did he do? He healed their sick. Whenever Jesus has compassion, he heals. For you to be able to heal the sick, you must have compassion. Compassion is one of the key things, is one of the important things that will lead a revival. If you do not have compassion, then there is not much you can achieve. That's why it is a lie for you to say that you love uh, uh, ministry or that you're going out to preach or that you're doing all that you're doing without love for God's people. Because for God's people to receive that blessing, that anointing, that uh, miracle, there's got to be compassion. Wherever Jesus healed, we are told that he felt compassion. Now for people whose hearts have just broken down so badly and they have hatred in them, how can they serve? For somebody whose heart is filled with hatred, how can you go out and preach love? You cannot. Because if things are going to happen, if you're, uh, the, the people that are receiving your ministry are going to be blessed by you, then compassion has to be part of you. Because it starts with compassion, then the miracle comes. Jesus felt compassion for the people. I think he, he, he figured, I came to a secluded place, but they've looked for me. I, I came this far, but they've walked on foot. And some of them have walked with their 
injuries. Some of them have walked with their pain. And they've come looking for me. I need to bless them. And that's one thing we have to see. That Jesus will look at the depth of your heart and see the pain that you carry. And when he sees the pain that you carry because of the compassion that he has for you, he will not let you down. He will respond to your cry. He will respond to your need because he's got that compassion. You have done some things. You have waited on God for a long time. You have prayed for that blessing for a long time. You have believed God for that miracle for a long time. You've been in pain for years. And you've been after Jesus. And you've been going places and saying, I need to find this man who is going to heal me. And I want to let you know today, Jesus sees your heart. And because of the compassion that he has for you, he's going to heal your disease. He's going to heal your cancer. He's going to heal your headaches. He's going to heal your limbs. He's going to heal your organs that have been told that they cannot function anymore. You have done so much. You've gone out on mountains to pray. You have gone out in nights to pray. You have fasted. You have believed. You have sought him. You've given. You've done everything just to find Jesus. Just to know where he is. Just to seek his face, to know where is he, the one that I seek for. And today, you have found him. And he looks at you and he has compassion for you. He feels compassion for you and says, I'll heal your disease. I'll save you, my child. May you receive that healing in the name of Jesus. May that healing come and touch you. In whatever part of your body that is unwell and you be made well in the name of Jesus. May sickness flee in the name of Jesus. May the doctor's reports that were negative in the name of Jesus be turned positive right now. For you found Jesus. He's got compassion for you. When he was looking into the crowd, Jesus did not say that okay. I do not like that person who is in that corner in the red shirt. No. I don't like that person who is dressed in, in this way. No. The Bible tells us he saw a large crowd and he felt compassion. When Jesus looks at us, he will not start to judge and say you are not worthy of it. He will look down and say, you are my child and I love you and I have compassion for you. I don't know what you are going through, but for whatever effort you've made to seek Jesus, he is here for you. You have sought for a child for many years. And Jesus says, I have seen your sweat. I have seen your effort. I have seen how much you've come and you've been looking for me and I'm here to help you. And you will have the child because he has compassion for you. And he will bring your miracle. When he looks ashore, he says, they have done all they can to find me. They have walked all this distance and I'm not going to let them down. You have done so much and God is not going to let you down. You have 
done so much, you've put in so much effort, and when God sees that which you have put in, he will reward it with a miracle. He will reward it with that which you've been hoping for. These men came hoping for a miracle, and they got it. Expect good things. Expect miracles. Expect progress. Accept something good in your life to come. And indeed it will. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This place is desolate, and the hour is already late. So, send the crowds away, that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Now, the disciples are concerned. They're like, okay, we have all these people here. How are they going to eat? We've got all these people here. And they've been ministered to already. I mean, Jesus has had compassion for them. He has healed them. But then, these people did not want to leave. They wanted to remain there because where Jesus is, is a presence that you want to dwell. Where Jesus is, is a presence that you want to remain. Even after they were healed, they felt they need to stay there. You know, there's a surrounding that you need. That you don't want to go back to the past. I mean, some man is thinking, I've been lame. I've been, I could not walk. And now this man has healed me. I can walk. I don't want to walk back into that town. I want to remain here with him. Many of them at times would want to walk with Jesus and remain with him. And now, they do not want to go. They are not even bothered about where, what they are going to eat. So they remain there. And now the disciples are bothered by that. They're like, what are these people going to eat? This place is desolate. We are so far in. There's no food here. They might faint over, overnight. We might get trouble with them now. But Jesus says to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. You know, Jesus also is interested in these people. He's saying they don't have to go away. We've finished the part of ministry. Yes, but they want to be with me. Jesus is welcoming you. He says you do not have to go away. Even after what he's done for you, don't go away. Stay in the presence of God. Stay right there with him. It doesn't matter what people are telling you that you need to leave and go find hope elsewhere. Jesus says, stay here with me. They don't have food to eat. But he says, stay. Let them stay because he knows that he will provide. Jesus knows that after you have joined his army, that after you have joined his band of salvation, he will provide for you. doesn't matter what everybody else is seeing because what they see is you are going to die from there for lack. Because of lack, you're going to have nothing. But Jesus says, let them stay. They don't have to go anywhere. I'll feed them. He says, you go and give them something to eat. I'll feed them. Jesus is interested in you. Jesus has great interest in the affairs of your life. And it does not matter how badly it looks, even if lack seems the surrounding. Where these people were was a desolate place. A desolate place will imply there are no shops. A desolate place implies there is no water here. A desolate place implies that there is no hope but it is in that place that seems desolate that they've received their miracle. And when they've received their miracle, they feel nothing else matters. We can remain here. 
for as long as we can, as long as Jesus is with us. In that desolate place, in that place that feels desolate in your life, Jesus, his presence there makes everything. It's all that you require. In that place where it seems hopeless, in that place where it seems like there is no food, there is no water, it seems like there is no progress, as long as you are with Jesus there, it is okay. It is safe. Right there, he will care for you. Right there, he will cater for your need. Right there, he will look into your affairs and he will bless you and he will prosper you. These men and women, this crowd that was there that day did not care whether there is food, whether there is water. They just wanted to be with Jesus. You'd rather have Jesus. Because for the cares of this world, the way we overcome the cares of this world is if we have Jesus with us. It is the presence of Jesus in my life that will shift all troubles off my mind. It is the presence of Jesus in my life that will bring confidence that everything is okay. Sometimes you'll meet somebody who has no money, but they have Jesus and they're happy. Sometimes you'll meet somebody who is sick, but they have Jesus and they're happy. Sometimes you'll meet somebody who has lost their job, but they have Jesus and they're happy. And you ask, how do you do it? How come after what you've gone through or what you're experiencing and going through in this desolate place where there is no hope, how does it happen that you have peace and you are not afraid? It's because you have Jesus. My friend who is listening to me today, there's something you're going through. There's a bad state you're in right now. There's an experience that you're going through at work. There's something breeding in your marriage. There's a relationship that is messed up. There's a family that is broken. I want you to know that in the midst of that desolate place, Jesus is the only one who can give you hope. Don't look to your friends. They won't give you hope. What your friends will do, they will tell you, it is getting late. You need to go and find hope for yourself. You go to the villages and find hope for yourself. Find what is going to sustain your life. There is probably a witch doctor somewhere. There is a shrine somewhere. It's getting late and you're not getting a child. It's getting late and you fail to get married. It's getting late and your blessings are not coming. It's getting late and your business is not prospering. There is hope elsewhere. You know, you can try this. Go out there. Leave this desolate place where Jesus is and go out there. You will find hope. I want to tell you, what you need is Jesus. Do not leave proximity of Jesus. Do not leave the presence of Jesus. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. It is okay. However desolate that place might be, you need Jesus. Go and be in his presence. Do not go away. Remain there because that's where the hope is. So he tells them that they are not going to go away. You don't need to send them away. Just give them something to eat. 
They said to him, We have here only five loaves and two fish. We have just five loaves and two fish. I think this is what they had budgeted to eat. I mean, they're about 12 and Jesus, 13. So five loaves, you can share them. Five five uh, loaves, you can share that uh, bread between you, 13. And fish, everyone shall get a piece and call it a night. But then, what they're budgeting for themselves, it is what Jesus is willing to use to bless others. So he says to them, bring them here to me. Bring that what you have. Bring that, the five loaves, the two fish. You bring that to me. And sometimes we look much to ourselves. And we do not know that that which we hold on to, however much we want it for ourselves, can be used to bless so many people. The disciples were looking at this food for themselves. But Jesus knew that just what they've got in their basket can be multiplied to bless others. You don't have to have so much to be a blessing to other people. You don't have to have so much to help other people. That little that you've got can be used to bless people, to prosper people. And the disciples did not see that in the first place, but now he tells them, you bring that which you have to me. And ordering the people to sit down on the grass, he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up toward heaven, he blessed the food, and breaking the loaves, he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds, and they all ate and were satisfied. They all ate and were satisfied. There's been lots of uh, discussion on how this event unfolded. But let's get the picture right. Jesus asks for the bread, the five loaves, and the two fish. And he says, give them to me. And they hand them over to him. And the Bible tells us he takes the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed the food. And breaking the loaves, he gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. Jesus, when he's lifting up, if that's the mode that we are taking on, this food, he still lifts up five loaves of bread and two fish. When he's breaking the bread, he's breaking still the five loaves. When he hands them over to the disciples, he hands over that. But something happens right there that as they give, whatever piece they give is replaced in the basket. The moment they hand over the piece of bread to a person in the crowd, that which they've handed over, is replaced. Whenever things are given out, there is a replacement by principle of the kingdom of God. When you release, it is released unto you. And that is a miracle that happened that nobody could expect because 
Jesus didn't hand them over baskets and baskets filled with bread. No. He did not hand over that. But that which he handed over had been blessed, had been blessed by the Lord, had been given the blessing required to multiply. And that is one thing that I've got to know as well, that if God is in it, it will prosper. You will not lack. Those who are in his presence do not lack. Those who have followed him, those who've got compassion from him, they will not lack. They started to give out bread. They started to give out fish. And everybody ate to the full. That is a miracle that these people witnessed. And I do not know people who came out to start arguing with Jesus over the time and claim for his death. If they had been present that day and seen that miracle, that whatever they gave was replaced in the basket. Whatever they gave was replaced in the basket and people were filled and ate to the fill. When you give out to people, when you are willing to share the little that you had, you will not lack. It's a message also to the disciples that day that this which you had budgeted for yourselves can be multiplied if you're willing to let go of it. The important thing is being in the presence of the master. If you are in the presence of God, it shall be well. And whatever you have is going to be multiplied in the name of Jesus. Your finances shall be multiplied as long as you're in the presence of God. He has the power to multiply it. He will bless it and he will multiply it. Your blessings shall be multiplied and I pray for multiplication in the name of Jesus. I pray for multiplication in your life in the name of Jesus. I pray for things to increase. I pray for miracles of multiplication in the name of Jesus. Miracles of plenty, that you have plenty in your life, that that spirit of lack be broken in the name of Jesus. God is interested in you. He's not going to leave you to go hungry. And they picked up what was left over, the broken pieces, 12 full baskets. And there were about 5,000 men who ate beside women and children. They got 12 full baskets left over. It's like a message to the disciples, you're 12. You had planned to eat on your own. But now I've got a basket full for each of you. You can eat. Jesus when we look at things and we are worried about whether we shall have what to eat. And you're looking in your house today and you're looking at the last kilo of rice and the last kilogram of sauce that you have left. And that is all you think is left for you to die. Jesus says it's going to be a basket full Jesus says, I am going to give you plenty. The men who started by worrying about five loaves and two fish have a basket each left for them to eat. Jesus is interested in those in his presence. Jesus is interested in those who want him in their life. And we just need Jesus in our life. And everything shall be well. Today, I bring a message to you. 
that Jesus is interested in you. Jesus has compassion for you. Just don't get tired to follow him because he's going to recognize you. And when he recognizes you, he has compassion for you. He will look at whatever you're going through and he will say, it's time to bless him. And when he blesses you, he will bless you in plenty. You shall not lack. That day, those men who came, they received their healing and they ate to the field. Some of them might not have had a meal in a long time of that nature where they can eat and even add themselves and eat more. But when you have Jesus, everything is resolved. He will fill you. He will prosper you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. And we pray that you bless us. You prosper us. Feel compassion over us. For we have sought you for long. Feel compassion and touch and heal and provide in abundance. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our study today. We believe that the world of God is alive and new each day. Open your heart and let God speak to you. You can also access our teachings through our Podbean channel or reach us through our website, bibleindepth.com.